Welcome back to another episode of Success in Mind, where we explore the strategies, insights, and mindset needed to achieve success in all areas of life. Today, I'm joined by Jennifer McCormick, and we delve into the fascinating topic of money mindset, healing from past experiences, and how to unlock your unlimited earning potential. Jennifer's going to share from her personal journey and how she helps women to overcome their limiting beliefs, their doubts, their uncertainties regarding their own financial prowess. With a focus on the meaning we assign our experiences, Jennifer explores the barriers that hinder us from earning the amount of money we desire and guides us on a path towards releasing energetic and cognitive blocks that may be holding us back. But before we dive into the interview, let me introduce you to Jennifer. Jennifer McCormick is a business strategic kinesiologist and hypnotherapist. She helps women all over the globe scale their businesses by taking their minds and energy to the next level, guiding them through the challenges and struggles that come along with the entrepreneurial journey and helping them unapologetically sit in their power to rise and expand both themselves and their businesses alike. Kinesiology and hypnotherapy have also played a big role in Jennifer's own life. It's helped her from healing eczema, which she had since birth, removing pain from a car accident that left her with a sprained back, moving forward from childhood traumas, and more. You are in for a treat. Get ready to be inspired. You're listening to Success in Mind with Terry Holland, the show for high-performing entrepreneurs, leaders, and changemakers ready to take your life and your business to the next level. If you're ready for whole life success, keep listening. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you, Cherry, for having me. I'm excited yeah. to come and chat to you today. Thanks. I'm excited about this too. I, I think we have so many parallels in our businesses, so I was really interested in having you on. But what I want to start with, because I noticed you do kinesiology and hypnotherapy, and I'm so Correct. curious about how you combine those in your work mm. and, and how you work with your clients. So can you let's start there. Tell us about yeah. that. So I love, I started off with kinesiology, right? So about mm-hmm. 10 years ago, I studied kinesiology when I just had my kids. Like you do as a fresh mum, you go back to studying. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. along the way, I started off helping babies sleep. I started off helping oh, wow. um, women with gut health and a lot of physical ailments. Mm-hmm. And it's through working with the physical ailment that I realised that this is not about the body at all. This is about the stress that these people are under that's affecting their physicality. And it was one day that I realized that it wasn't working as well as what it should. And I'm like, why? what's happening here with these certain people that we're not getting the quick, easy results that I know we should be getting out of this? And that's when I realized they were stuck in their mind. So kinesiology works mm-hmm. really well from the energetics into the cellular, into the body, into the mind. But I needed a tool to work the other way. So okay. I started off with NRT, which is really great for trauma-based um, PTSD, things like that. But I needed something a little bit extra to go a little bit, not deeper, but something that could be broadly used with a lot more people. And this is where hypnosis works really well. So I might start off a session with doing the energetics and helping the the body's energy realign and then finishing off with a hypnosis. And that really helps meet each other in the middle for quicker results. Because as you know, once we get that mind to see things from a different perspective, to create that shift, it Mm -hmm. helps adjust the body so much more quicker. So even if we're working on a gut health, that gut and the flora in the gut and the neural pathways that, that connect into the gut, they can all rebalance so much quicker. Because we're, we're mm-hmm. I was going to use the word attacking, we're, we're approaching it from <laughs> where the problem is, right? And the problem mm-hmm. sometimes is just not in the gut itself. Well, when I say that, right. it's not related to food or, um, you know, what's, what's chemically, mm, 
what's technically happening there, but it's the the chemical reactions of the way that we're thinking and the stress that we're having that affects how the gut works. Uh, and so as we were going along, I was working with actually a fellow kinesiologist and I was working with her on her gut. And what we realized is that her health, as it improved, her business started to improve. Amazing. And I'm like, oh, what's happening here? This is so intriguing. <laughs> so we decided to flip the switch, right? So we're like, all right, what happens if we work directly on the business? Like we ask for external results and see mm -hmm. what the body comes up with using kinesiology and muscle testing and then utilizing that information into the hypnosis and what comes around. And she wanted an extra, you know, she wanted 12 clients a week. She got 12 clients a week. She wanted more. We got her more. And it was, that kind of led me to where I am Amazing. today. Yeah. I'm working with entrepreneurial women to help them scale their business. So it's just amazing. amazing how it works. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So when you're working with your clients now, like what kind of problems are you solving with clients? What's your focus now? Well, the high level problems is how do I get more clients? How do I um, scale my business? This is where I am and this is where I want to be. Right. I want to be at right. consistent 10K months. I want to be at consistent 50K months. Mm -hmm. I want to reach the million dollar year, whatever it might be. So they're the high level problems. But when we yeah. break this down to the problems that I see that they have that are preventing them or that they need to work through to close the gap is things like, how will I be seeing with more money? Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. How will I... Will I change? Am I worthy right. of stepping into that world? Right? Mm -hmm. We have this preconceived idea that, you know, 50K months is a different world. Right. right. And am I worthy of that world? Right. So it's knowing how we, mm -hmm. it's comparing ourselves to our previous version and it's comparing ourselves to other people. Am I worthy of all of that? That's probably the biggest one that I see. Yeah. But then there's also the how do I step away from my past? How do I heal what's happened so it doesn't affect me now in the way that I show up? Especially for women, like I work with a lot of single mums. Oh, so part wow. of it gets to be how can I earn money and release the resentment that I hold for how my ex should be supporting me, but he's not. Oh, so yeah, in mental, yeah, in our mind, we've got these two parts at conflict, right? This part of my husband mm -hmm. should be supporting his children financially. So I don't want to have to work so much to do it all myself. And then the other side of it is I want to be this financially free, independent woman that can fully support herself way and beyond what the child maintenance needs to be. Yeah. Because like how can we how can we build a business when we've got these two conflicting parts? Mm-hmm. And you know, then we can also get yeah. rid of the ex-husband. It's like how did <laughs> how not technically but like it's almost <laughs> like how how does how does, what's my relationship with money based on how I grew up? Right. What did I see mum and dad? Yeah. What did mm -hmm. I see money around mum and dad? How did they perceive money? How did they perceive wealthy women or wealthy people? How did they perceive people that had less than them? How did they compare themselves right. to people around them? But also what did that, not only what did that mean for me, but how did they see me in conjunction with money? Do they see me as a burden? Do they see me as someone that's responsible? Because especially with women, did you know that it was only in the 70s, I know here in Australia, that we were allowed to actually hold a bank account yeah. um, as, as, a, as, as a single woman? Before that, we were not even allowed to have a bank account. 
So you can imagine the generational trauma that is subconsciously that we need to work through to go, I, I am allowed to earn money. I am responsible. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can facilitate all of that. Right. Right. What we see yeah. a lot as well is, especially in our generation, is mm-hmm. my dad had control of the money. Like he earned all the money, major breadwinner. Right. So he would drip feed my mum money to look after the family. Mm-hmm. So I made that mean that women couldn't, weren't good with handling money. So I make that oh, mean wow. that I'm not good yeah. with handling money. So if I'm not good with handling money, how can I earn a lot because I don't know how to handle it properly? Right. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's not necessarily, as you would know, what actually went on, but what we made that mean and what we made that mean for us. Right. So it's helping yeah. dig all this stuff up for these women. And going like, what is technically in your way of you earning not only the money that you want right now, but the money that you're capable of earning in the future? Right. Which is not capped. Yeah. Right. Even if we are employed, the money that we're able to receive doesn't need to be capped. And it's through releasing all of these energetic, cognitive blocks that are in our way, we get to see different opportunities. Yeah. Business is just one of the models that we could have limitless possibilities with our earning capacity, but there are so many more. You know, right. Not all of us are cut out to be business owners or not all of us want to be business owners yeah but that doesn't mean that your income is capped Mm -hmm. so it's like creating an opportunity for you to see beyond what you know to be true right here right now yeah and doing that work yeah absolutely so how do we or how do you work you know when you're working with clients how do we move from what it is that, you know, because I see this a lot with clients. It's like, this is what I know I can earn. This yes. is what I'd like to earn. And I don't know how to move from here to here. Really so, good question. And often it's like a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty. And, and like you said, who will I be? What will happen? So how do we begin to make that shift? I think the most important thing, Terry, is to understand what is the next best available goal. So if we're at zero, if we're just starting out, right, and we want to get, ideally, what do you want? Do you want a a business that gives you the same income as what you were earning in corporate? You know, may that be a six figure or multi six figure. Now, if we go from zero to fixed six figures, the chances of your nervous system being regulated (laughs) and your beliefs getting behind that. Is very slim. So it's what is your next best goal? Most of the time I take clients up by the $1,000 per month. And there's a certain barrier that they go, okay, no, we can do a 2K jump here. Okay, we can do a 5K jump here. Okay, I feel safe to do a 10K jump. But creating those increments, I find the growth is so much quicker then going from zero to 10, zero to 100, mm-hmm. right? So it's what, number one, it's creating those increments and then going, okay, give me five ways which you believe that money can come in, right? And I, I just pick mm-hmm. randomly five. And the reason I do that is because once we do the energetic alignment, we work on the beliefs, The reality is that, yes, it could come in this way, but it also could come in the other way or it could come in this way, right? I might get halfway through the month a 
an idea, an intuitive hit that goes, oh, let's try this. And that's the way it comes in, which at the beginning of the month we didn't know. So if we're fixated on it has to come through this way, we're really narrowing the opportunities that are available to us and we don't see other opportunities. So I always say, give yourself five, five ways that it could come in and then go, this or something better, this or something better. Yeah. Right? So that's number yeah. one. It's like give yourself some strategy because let's face it, we can have the best strategy in the world and our mindset and our energy, that's not aligned and the strategy is mm-hmm. not going to work. Or yep. the other way around, 100%. we can have the best mindset and we can be sitting on the couch expecting stuff to happen for us when really <laughs> we're missing those intuitive hits yeah. that goes, go and do this, go and do that. You have, to, you, you have to create the alignment between the strategy and the mindset, the strategy and the energy. So have this, okay. have the strategy. How do I need to get that extra $1,000 this month? How do I need to get the extra 5K? Hmm. And leave it open, this or something better. And then it's, why don't I believe on a cognitive level, on a conscious level, why don't I believe that's possible? And list right. it all down. Yeah. Right? But the chances mm-hmm. are we're going to miss some. And this is why I love kinesiology and muscle testing because I can go, okay, if we're at 10K and we want to get to 11, the body knows the priority belief, the priority emotion, the priority imbalance that we need mm-hmm. to rebalance, reshift to get that, to close that particular gap. Yeah. So it's always good. For me, in the way that I work, it's always going to be an emotional value because I believe emotions really shift, change our energy, change the way we think, and it's the, the core of a lot of our beliefs, right, is our, right. how we emotionally respond to things. So it's okay, what emotion do we need to shift? Where does it stem from? And how do we shift it? Mm-hmm. The body knows all that. Not yeah. cognitively, not consciously, but then right. all that energy lies in our subconscious. It lies in our energy mm-hmm. system. So that's where kinesiology is so brilliant for going, okay, it's self-doubt. It stems from three years old. It needs to be shifted this way. And that's where we go, right. okay, do we use um, something like meridian rebalancing? Right, which is a very Chinese mm-hmm. medicine um, way of rebalancing energy, or do we jump into a hypnosis? Your body knows the best way for you right. to rebalance. So it's not about me guessing at all. It's what do you need? And every single person mm-hmm. is different. But there is, a th- say, so two main sets of emotions that come up with almost every one of my clients. That is trust, feeling supported, Mm -hmm. and self-worth. Wow. And I don't think we realise, Terry, how much little instances, well, perceived little instances as we were growing up affect us today. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Right? And I always say it can be as little as um, you've done a beautiful painting, right, when you're four years old. You've mm-hmm. done this masterpiece or what you perceive to be an absolute masterpiece and you show your mum in the middle of cooking dinner, right? She's like, oh, that's great, love, with such a dismissive yeah. tone, right? Mm-hmm. And so what happens inside of you? And it's all about perception. Some kids are like, yep, yeah, mum's busy or, yep, yeah, she said it was great. Some kids are like, oh, my God, the way she said it was like, it's not yeah. good enough. Yep. Right? So does that mean I'm not good enough? And it's all these literal pieces of trauma that add up over time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we're in our 30s and 40s and putting out content yeah. for our business or showing up over here or here, and we have this underlying question of am I good enough? 
Mm-hmm. Is this piece of content good enough? Am I dressed good enough? Do I look good enough? Do I, am I knowledgeable right. enough? So yeah. it's going back to that, you know, three, four-year-old self and going, well, that actually didn't mean that. Mm-hmm. But then there are times where it does mean that. And how are we going to process that? Yeah. Right. So saying it's, yeah. it's, it's having the ability to let go. Right. Right. Because it's not now. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. For me, it's interesting. So you talk about that. Um, that example of bringing home the painting for me it was a math test in the third grade 98 percent, and my dad said where's the other two and it yes, was like right. the amount of meaning that I attached to that of like 98 is not good enough if it's not 100 percent, it's not worth it and all the layers and layers of meaning that I had built up over my life of what that meant and now as an adult I look back and I know that you know, I know how my dad meant it and he meant it as like, everything can be improved. So like, how could it be even better? Like, didn't mean it as like, it's not enough, but just, uh, how could you do even better? What, what did you get wrong? What do we need to work on? And, but my little mind made so many meanings out of it that I didn't even realize until I was studying NLP, how much that one moment shaped me. Yeah. Whereas like such a vivid memory to this day. And I was in the third grade and so much meaning was attached to that, that changed how I showed up in business, how I made my decisions, um, my ability to take risks, belief in myself, like so much out of that one little moment. When you think about how many of those moments we have in childhood and how many different layers of meanings we attach to something, um, and most people have no idea. They just think that they are the way they are or this is how life is without knowing it could be better or different. That's a really good point that you just bring up there because there's a, a majority of us don't believe we can change. Don't believe change is even a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, and I used to be this way in my early 20s. I just used to say I'm, I'm a stressful person. Oh, and then it wasn't wow. until, and I get this a lot even in now in clinic, or I my baseline, my baseline of stress is always high. I'm just that stressed kind of person. Mm. And like, wow, we're, we're tying an identity to us that's so healable, changeable, moldable. Like, I don't think we realize right. how moldable of a, of a, a character, a human we are. Mm-hmm. And even if we look at, you know, jumping into different circumstances and events in life, whether we go to a wedding and a funeral and a birthday party and a concert, yeah. like we can bring different parts of us, different emotion to these different scenarios. It's like, well, if we can be elated here and we can sit in sorrow here and we can sit in guilt here, then that shows us how flexible we can be. Right. So this baseline that we're currently operating at, hmm, maybe that can change. (laughs) Yeah. And I find it really interesting how a lot of us, because it's normal for us, don't realize what our baseline Mm -hmm. is. Yeah, I used to, like what you were saying about, you would say, I'm a stressful person. You thought that's how you were or that's how you had to be. I used to like always say, I thrive under pressure. I do my best work under pressure. And then I realized one day it's because I didn't know how to do it differently. Yes. So I only knew how to perform under pressure. So I would create high pressure situations so that I could perform because I, I didn't know there was another way. And I thought yeah. it had to be like that. Yeah. And when you look at your childhood yeah. and it's like all this pressure that you should get because you didn't have that 2%, yeah. it's like, okay, I can do better because I'm, I'm, that's expected of me. So that nervous yeah. system tension is like that's how I perform. Mm-hmm. So we leave yeah. things till last minute. We think we procrastinate. Well, we're not procrastinating. No. We're just following the common formula of how we operate. Yeah. I need to wait mm-hmm. until the stresses build up to a certain point until I function. Yeah. 
But what happens when you start to regulate, right? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because when we start to regulate, we end up giving ourselves more time. When we give ourselves more time, we enable the creativity part of us to seep in, not just the logic, because the logic in the masculine is all about do, 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 right? Get it done, have the structure. But once we allow that feminine flow and creativity and intuition to come to the party and play as well, mm-hmm. we end up with a much better results because we're not yeah. only doing, but we're having those creative juices flow along the way with it. When problems happen in life, because they always happen, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when our baseline is at a regulated level, like those issues can be moved through. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when our baseline is really how high, it's almost like every time a problem happens, it's like shit hits the fan. Right. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a really good indicator to know how many times do we you might feel that you maybe could have handled things a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And it's interesting because we're in, you know, term four of the kid school right now. Mm-hmm. And term four is always, you know, it's a little bit messy because the kids are tired. They've had a big year. Yeah. They're coming into the end. And so we can even see, like, kids are a really good example of this because when they're overloaded, they can't handle things as much as they used to. Yeah. So it's the same sort of thing, right? So when our baseline's too high, we have our little tanties a lot easier than what Mm -hmm. they would have. Yeah, for sure. So sometimes we need to just dig a little bit deeper and like how do we bring that baseline down? What is the stress that's sitting underwood? Because as we know, the stress has right. got nothing to do with what exactly is happening around you right here, right now. But mm-hmm. you have learned to respond from that level from years ago. Yes. So let, yep. let's rewire the brain yeah. so it can sit in a calmer state. Allow yeah. the body and the mind to let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you had mentioned muscle testing. Oh, yes. And so I'm wondering if you can just like talk more about that, about how you use muscle testing and what it is. Cause I, you know, everyone listening might not know what muscle testing is. So can you explain a little bit about that and then how you use that with your clients? Sure. So every, we know we have all these muscles in our body, right? They do two simple things contract and release. Right. You, Everyone here listening knows sometimes when they're stressed that their body tightens up. Most of us Mm -hmm. notice it in our shoulder, in our back, in our neck, right? Especially if we're sitting in the wrong position, we've got so much stress. And some people feel it in their stomach, right? The nervousness, the butterflies, the, you know, when you're just about to go for an interview and you get all these tension in your stomach, the nausea feeling that you get in your stomach sometimes under stress, right? So anytime our body's under stress, our muscles contract. So it's up to us as kinesiologists to put stress on the body and to, or perceive stress and to see how the body reacts. So physically, when I have someone physically here, we can literally test the actual muscle itself. 90% of what I do these days is online. So I tune into your energy and I use my own muscles as a surrogate to test for you. Oh, cool. So we can go, okay, in regards to you want consistent 50K months, what Mm -hmm. is the first priority for your body to work on and then we go through because there's more than just an emotional state we've got chemical reactions in our body that can dysregulate us we have um nutritional we Mm -hmm. have emotional and uh, structural 
and also energetics, right? Energetics can be anything from EMF to um, genetics to ancestral trauma, things like that. So it's knowing what questions to ask the body to what answers you want back. So, and then going one step further, how does the body want to heal this? When you have a look at my chart on ways to heal the body, I'm going to say there's like 60, 70 different techniques that we can use to rebalance the body in either an energetic way, a cognitive way, Mm -hmm. a physical way, anything like that. So sometimes even changing your diet is what it needs. So it might, if you are gluten intolerant, if you um, drink too much alcohol, if you have too much Mm -hmm. coffee, right? I mean, coffee's a really good one, Um, especially people that drink quite large coffees and a Mm. lot of them, that affects your nervous system and how your nervous system responds, right? Right. So if you bring your coffee intake way down and even to nothing, you mentally function Mm -hmm. different. And that might be all it needs for you to see life differently. Right. So muscle testing enables us to tap into your body to see what you need to move forward. Mm. Yeah. So even when, what's a good way to do this one? Um, even, even when you pick up something, right, sometimes it feels mm-hmm. a little bit heavier than before. Like it mm-hmm. could be a glass of wine. It could be a glass of water. Like sometimes things just feel different. And that's when your body goes, you know what, this is what you need or this feels heavy because my muscles are contracting as you're holding something that's creating a disconnect within you. Same when you, do you know when you meet people and there's something about them that is just not quite right, but you can feel it in your body and your body tenses up? Mm -hmm. It's like your energy is telling you that there is a disconnect happening here. This does not yeah. feel good in my nervous system. Because when we look at it, every cell in our body, when we bring it down to the minute form, is created of 0.001% matter. And what surrounds that mm-hmm. matter is energy. So really, we are made up of 99.99% energetics. Yeah. And when we put all those cells together, all that matter forms a body or whatever. Mm-hmm. But science tells us that each cell can be directly affected by the cell beside it. So when we have two people standing beside each other, if the cells are that different energetically, they will start to affect each other. Hence the reason they say, what's the quote? You become the five people that you surround yourself with. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly why, right? Because you start, even on a subconscious energetic level, changing each other. That's why they also say with science, the longer that you're with your partner, you start to look like them a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) It's like weirdly happens, but that is why. Because your cells, Mm -hmm. cell structure starts to change. So here's the thing as well. Your cells also magnetize. And this is why when we talk about, say, relationships, if we have a habit of attracting bad people or people that are not good for Mm -hmm. us, we don't just attract them once. We attract them over and over and over again because there's something within our cellular level that is attracting that to us. And that's when we get to do the mirror work and going, okay, this is what's showing in our external reality. It's mirroring me somehow. What is it within me that is attracting that reality to my world? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're a horrible person. It doesn't mean that you're a narcissist. But it means that there's some part of you that's attracting that. And most of the time it's because there is 
something familiar in that person. Mm-hmm. So that's why yeah. we attract the same kind of, they say, what we marry our father. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, but that is why. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's familiar. So, yeah, our cells yeah. hold a lot of information that kinesiology through the muscle testing can tap into really well. So it takes me so as a practitioner out of guessing what we need to work mm-hmm. on. It's like, yes. So interesting. Especially when it comes to business. Yeah. Like I see business as a very much a personal development journey, right? It yeah, shows up sure. a lot of our beliefs, our values that do not work for us. Yeah. But it ends up to be what's the priority that we need to start with? And that's where muscle testing works well. So cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So I'm also curious about, because you talked about how you, how you got into hypnotherapy from kinesiology, but how did you get into doing all of this? What was your path to finding this work? Do you know, I used to be a fashion designer for 20 years. Wow. And I loved my job. I Mm -hmm. loved it. It was it was my yeah. dream job that I wanted when I was at high school, and I I made it happen. And it was one day I had a car accident coming home from work, and I sprained my spine. So I was off work cool. for a little while while I was healing. And my naturopath at the time said to me, "Why don't you go and see this girl? I think she can help you. She's a kinesiologist and." I'd never heard of what a kinesiologist was at this time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, he said she can help me. I'll go suss it out. So I went there and she put me on the table. Terry, I walked out of there with zero pain. Amazing. It was so good. Yeah. And so. Throughout the years, I went to see her for different things, for mental stuff to help me with, you know, going through corporate, through gut health stuff and things like that. And as one day she said to me, you know, you could do this. And I'm like, was so dismissive of her. I'm like, I love my work. Like, <laughs> there's no way. I'm like, yeah. thanks for the tip. I'm glad you think I could. I'm like, not my jam. Anyway, after I had kids or as I was having kids, my mentality on a lot of things changed, whether it was I wanted to give mm-hmm. them, you know, the best food when they started eating. I wanted to give them the best water. And I started to be really conscious about my health and well-being. As someone also that suffered from postnatal depression, like I wanted to, I wanted to change my world because it just wasn't working for me. Corporate was turning me into a horrible person that I didn't want to be. It was turning me into mm-hmm. like this angry, bitchy woman that talk about base stress line high. It was so high. So anything little would aggravate wow. me and I'd come at it with an angry tone. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't like this person I'm becoming. I want to change. Um, so I studied kinesiology when my little one was six months old. And I went, let's, let's see how it goes. And I think what shifted me was I had, I used to have eczema ever since I was really little. I actually don't know when it started, but I remember being one of those kids that had crusty eczema on their legs and it was like embarrassing and horrible and hurt. And I was on the, I came into, into a clinic one day for one of my training sessions and I was breastfeeding. I was stressed. I'd put too much on my plate. My eczema had flared up and I was exhausted. And so my teacher could clearly yeah. see this as I walked in. And he's like, how about we get you on the table? And I'm like, yes, please. I should have mm-hmm. taken a photo of my eczema on my arms because they were red. By the end of that, I think he would have only worked on me for maybe half an hour. The redness had gone by, this was on a Friday, by the Monday there was no eczema, so no rashes, no bumps, anything. Wow. And Terry, I had not got it back ever since. 
and that was over 10 years. Amazing. Wow. So I'm like, oh, there's something about this I really love. Mm-hmm. And even my very first client, which was a case study that I started working with what I was studying, was a girlfriend's son. And I think at the time he might have been seven or eight and he hadn't grown for a few years. So he was starting to get mm-hmm. quite short against his peers. And I said to her, well, yeah. let's, let's try it as a case study and see what happens. Within a couple of weeks, he started to grow even just a little bit. Wow. And by the, I think we ended up doing three or four months on him, if not a little bit more. And he caught up to all his peers in his growth. Oh, wow. That's amazing. It was so good. And so the results that we were getting uh-huh. with people were fantastic. And then started to get into it professionally. Mm-hmm. I started helping little babies sleep through the night by looking, yeah. working with birth trauma. We started doing yeah, a lot of gut health stuff. People with pre-diabetes, bringing them back mm. to normal health. Um, I had one guy with literally used to get a migraine every two days for his whole life and he was approaching his wow. 50s at this stage. Two sessions and he stopped having migraines altogether. Women's periods, regulating them within a couple of sessions. Like the results that we were getting were just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then coming into business, like seeing women come from no strength of income to multiple streams of income, women that wanted to leave their abusive husbands but couldn't because they weren't financially, had anything under their name, yeah. helping them build their business to, you know, six figures where they were so comfortable creating options for themselves. Like, Mm-hmm. I've realized how life-changing this could all be in so many facets. And I think this is why yeah. there's a level of addiction that I get towards it because of <laughs> how it can literally shift people's worlds. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I love. And that's why like, I look at myself and I, I try and look for me as when I'm 80, when I'm 70, what do I want to do? Because mm-hmm. I know I'm not the kind of person that can just sit on the couch reading books or, no, like I need to do something. I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I can see myself continually to do this. Yeah. You know, I know how to protect my energy where it doesn't drain me anymore. I know the kind of people that I want to help. Like seeing yeah. seeing women become financially free, yeah, from struggle, like that is so rewarding to watch the process. You know yeah. what? I've got one client at the moment. She's a single mum, and she was juggling two job jobs or two jobs her her job and her business just to try and make ends meet. We took her from two thousand wow. to fifteen thousand dollars a month. Oh, that's amazing! Like the, an extra twelve thousand dollars per month, like that, changes someone's life. Yeah, absolutely. So, like that, I don't know. It lights me up in so many different ways, mm-hmm. and it makes me really thankful to have tools like this. That can literally create that change. Because at the end of the yeah. day, it's not me. It's the application of the tools uh-huh. that do it. It's being able to tap right. into your body and go, what do you need? It's giving you the ability to see life from a different lens. Yeah, It enables you to see what is possible for you. And sometimes that only happens in incremental stages, right? Mm-hmm. It, How do we take someone from suffering into a thriving mode? It's a gradual process. It's step by step. And every step of the way you see new possibilities. And that that day where you go, you know what, Jennifer, take me to 50K. Like you could never have seen that from day one. 
Right. There's an element of us that knows it's possible on some level, Mm -hmm. but it's sitting in that belief and the belief is as true as I'm going to the fridge to grab a glass of milk. Right. Right. Wow. It's like that. Yeah. That's the difference that we can make. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it ends up to be. Mm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You go. Ends up to be where? Where do you want to go? Right. Where do you want to take this? How How much do you want to grow? Mm -hmm. And it's limitless. It's endless. Yeah. Yeah. And you've had, you know, you had mentioned about like you've you've talked about doing things sort of incrementally and. And taking things step by step, how do you know? And I don't, I don't know if you can even answer this, but how do you know, like, what is the right, like, how much can a person handle? So if they're looking at making more money, like, what is the threshold for them of what they can handle as that next level? Everyone's different, right? Mm-hmm. Some people can only handle five hundred dollars extra a month. I had one girl that I was taking up by hundred dollars a month. Because that's all she can handle. The difference ends up to be is how do you think you can make the next increment? And if you don't know, Mm. it's too much for you. Right? Right. Now, so it doesn't mean that you won't get the strategy because strategy Mm -hmm. can come in just like that. Any aha moment can happen. Anything you see that goes, oh, my God, that's exactly what I need. Or someone might come across your world that goes, I'm a great strategic coach for helping women get 50K months. Um, But it's what your beliefs can get behind. So if you're sitting here going, okay, I want a million-dollar business, and you're like, one, I have no idea how I'm going to do it, to when I feel, I can't even feel into the million dollars energy-wise. Like when you say... When I tell, ask people to go, okay, picture a day in your life of you earning that money, of you at mm. that level. Sometimes I can't even do them because it's so far-fetched yeah. for them. So you're like, all right, let's bring it back. What's your next increment? Can you? How mm. does your body feel at, at 50K? How does your body feel at 10? How does it feel at 7? How does it feel at 5? Kinesiology-wise, I can just test it. Yeah. Right? But even sometimes I'll test it at, say, $1,000, and they're like, I want to go to five. So we'll mm. go to five. We'll, we'll work it at five because that's what they feel that they want. Okay. And so it might take us a little bit longer because there'll be more barriers that we don't cognitively consciously see yet right yeah because some people that are less aware than others because awareness is such a big scale right you have some people that walk into your clinic and they're so aware they know their blocks they know their patterns of behavior mm-hmm. and they can go terry i need to work on this right and then there's yeah. some that they really believe that their next step is a lot further than what their body can regulate. So part of it gets to be, all right, let's not necessarily work on the goal, but work on increasing the awareness through the goal. Mm -hmm. So it's, okay, let's give you, let's start working on the goal. And through that time, you'll come to the realization that all right, I know that I have a fear of stepping into that level. I know that I don't feel good enough even at, you know, two K more. So sometimes we really have to play with what is the first point of call? Is the first point of call jumping to the goal or helping them with their level of awareness so then they can see the obstacles towards that? Great. So it all goes to what our nervous system can handle. Mm-hmm. And then, like, even when they get the goal, how does your nervous system feel receiving the money, holding the money, spending the money, saving the money? Yeah. Because they're all different things again. Right. And see, so if we don't feel safe holding it, it'll come in and go out. 
It'll come in. We'll try and save it. A bill will come in. Right? Yep. So our bodies and our energies have a really good way of keeping us safe. Mm -hmm. Our brains are designed to keep us safe, not to help us thrive. Yeah. So we need to rewire our belief systems, our energy, to be at that next level in all facets of life. Right. How will my partner perceive me? How will my friends perceive me? And a lot of us will go, I don't care about that. And we don't care until we do. Yeah, for right. sure. I thought the same thing, Terry. And I remember walking into, so this house here I um, I moved into when I was a single mum. And it's the most beautiful house I've ever lived in, even as a child. Better than the family home. So I was wow. so proud of myself and built my business, being a single mum, and got into this house and it was like the dream come true. <laughs> and I had a friend walk in and the look on her face, Terry, I was like, oh, my God, I'm just about to lose her. You could see the jealousy oh. set in she, oh, and it was oh, horrible. It was so horrible mm -hmm. that she could not be happy for me. Wow. And I did not in any way, shape or form predict that. I'm like, mm -hmm. yep, I'm a single mum. I'm doing my best. I'm building my business. Yeah. I'm building a life for myself. I'm doing it better than I expected. People are just going to be happy for me. Not necessarily <laughs> true. Right? You can't yeah. predict how other people are going to react. So mm -hmm. that's when... Okay, I get to look inside me. How do I feel at this level? Can I sustain it? If I grow or continue at this level, will I continue to lose people in my life? And how do I feel about that? Right. Right. Yep. So all these things come up. Sometimes it's not about just the money, but it's everything that the money brings. Because money does yeah. bring change. It has to because you have to change. The level that you are at now brings in your current reality. So to go and bring in one thing different, you have to change, which brings in a whole new reality in other ways. Yeah. So the question ends up being is what are you willing to let go of to receive what you want? Yeah. Yeah, I have lost mm. people in my life at every level of growth. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. But have you also gained? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. But it was, um, but I remember the first time it happened was was a shock because mm. it was like what you were describing. Like I did not expect these relationships to leave my life. They were my closest, three closest friendships, and they all within within weeks just disappeared yeah. yeah yeah and it is it's almost like a flash and you're like what yeah. just happened that was exactly it yeah. yeah yeah what just happened um and they were replaced very quickly with new more supportive people who were aligned with yeah. my new stage in life and and that's happened every every level of the way love that yeah and see this is the thing it's like once we realize what's happening, we can yeah. adjust ourselves and our nervous systems accordingly. So instead of sitting in the lack and the grief and the loss, it goes, oh, I understand what's happening here. I'm up-leveling. My beliefs are up-leveling or shifting. Therefore, yeah. I need to let go of stuff. That stuff could be people. Mm -hmm. And I will gain others along the way. Sometimes that'll right. happen straight away. Sometimes there might be a little gap. And that's where they, you know, the, the loneliness of entrepreneurial world can set in. Yeah. It's in that gap. Mm -hmm. right? And I was even thinking about this the other day, the depth of conversations that I can have with some people that I just can't have yeah. with others. It's like, all right, so these beautiful people are my new world. But yes. there's also that expectation for, and this goes into the support that I was talking about earlier with one of the biggest blocks that hold 
um, business owners back is how supported they feel is not mm-hmm. everyone in our world needs to be our everything. No. So I have some great no. people that are great to go out to dinner with, right, and they're fun and then we have a good time, but I can't go into depth with them. And then there's people yeah. that are just, you could talk for hours like you and I are talking and we can talk about human behaviour and spirituality and the depths of, of life and it's mm-hmm. just ultimately amazing. Yeah. Right? So, and then there are other people that will support you in your business strategy and there are people that you can share your wins with. And as every business owner will know, there's also people that you can't share your wins with. Yes. Yep. And we can't get bogged down in the people that we can't share stuff with because they just don't, they don't get it and that's okay. No. Yeah. So it's to remind yeah, ourselves that everyone can't be everything. Yeah, that's such a good point. I remember at one point, like in tears, crying to my coach and being like, I have you and I have my husband and I pay you. Like you're my only friend and I pay you to talk to me. And he was like, oh, yeah. that welcome to growth. This is how it goes. And I feel and like that's we've what all it was had that teary a, moment. Yeah. There was like a period of time where I had my husband to talk to. I had my coach and there was no one else in my life. Like other than acquaintances, clients, that was it. Yeah. It was, it felt very lonely. And then sometimes even your clients become your friends because yeah. you've got a commonality. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I get it. And yeah. I think, yeah, you know, we've all had those moments where we've had that teary moment to our coaches and feel like, oh, my God, I'm paying my friend to be my friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like they're the and only I'm... person I can share my wins with and, and, <laughs> and help me through my losses. But, yeah, and until totally. you get to the a next level where you can create some stability and new people come into your Mm -hmm. world. Yeah. I think the important thing there is stay open to the possibility of meeting new people that are more aligned to you. For sure. I think sometimes when we see a lot of people around us not supporting this, not understanding us, you know, we can't share our wins with, we can't cry our losses Mm -hmm. to, that we start to close off. Yeah. So it's like, don't worry, stay open and the right people will come. Definitely. Might not know how, but they'll enter your into your world in such a beautiful way. And they all do. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think for sure. That's when you realise as well that you don't need a lot of good friends. Just that small handful of people that understand you. And your journey and can relate to you. It's like you don't need a lot Mm -hmm. of them. Yeah. Nor do you have time for a lot of them. (laughs) No. No, for sure. Definitely. Well, I feel like we could talk forever. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) But we should probably do need to wrap up. So um, how do people work with you? So for those listening, how do they work with you? So I have two ways to work with me at the moment. Um, I do most of my sessions one-on-one. So a lot of my clients work with me over a minimum of a six-month period and to get the results that they want. Most of my clients have been with me for years. Or we nice. do what I call Voxer support. So Voxer is, is a chat communications app and we can do stuff over there. So um, I have some girls that purely do Voxer with me and then I have girls that do Voxer alongside one-on-ones with me. So Voxer is really good for people, say, for example, like yourself, Terry, that know how to create the change, but just want that deep insight into what they're going through. Um, So a lot of my Voxer-only clients are coaches themselves that Mm -hmm. can do the work, but yeah, need the insight and want the muscle testing behind, all right, tell me what my priority is right now Mm -hmm. to get me to those 10K months, to get me to those 50K months. Um. And that's the way yeah. that I work with a lot of my clients. Like, where do you want to go? So you can find me. I'm mainly on Instagram. I'm there. Nice. Come to my DMs. Let's chat. All that sort of stuff. Perfect. Great. And I'll have all of your links in the show notes. So for those listening, you can find Jennifer there and follow her Instagram. 
Thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate this conversation. I think you have given so much value and so much expertise. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Terry. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend and remember to leave your five-star review. Come back next week for my interview with Jeff Buner, and we're going to be talking about how to get more of what you want in life. He's going to share some amazing insights and you do not want to miss it.